What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Field Guys podcast. Today, we will be covering the NFL draft uh, and that whole tour situation, which has developed significantly since our last podcast. Uh, The Texans trade, uh, the Brady interview with Stern, the huge new Christian McCaffrey deal, making him the highest paid running back in the NFL. We'll get to that uh, more later. And of course, our weekly quarantine to-do list. So first, stuff was happening on my computer. <laughs> A lot of pop-ups. Uh, Max, how was your mountain chalet visit? Oh, it was pretty nice. Nice little retreat. I mean, we're kind of self-isolated anyways, but uh, nice little uh, retreat there. Wait, which, has, which, which mountains are these in? Um, the Himalayas. They're not in the Himalayas. I, I don't know. They're like, like Western Virginia. The I don't know. Himalayas aren't in Western Virginia, Max. Oh, I, I'm aware, Cameron. Okay. What have you been worried. doing, man? What have I been doing? Yeah. Well, while you were gone, I didn't have anyone to play Call of Duty with except for Mo. Right. And yes. uh, use, um, well, I guess, for lack of a better word, interesting when it's just him. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you we guys were, did well. We were, No, we didn't. We would nah. kind of just play. We got Bradley Boyd to play with us. Oh. Ah. Yeah, it was fun. Well, kind of makes sense because I carry the team, you know. You carry the team, Max. Well, you guys didn't do well when I wasn't there, so well, we I kind just of figure. Well, well, we we just played gun. Yeah, play. yeah, sure, sure, Maybe. sure, sure. And then Muhammad would just like curse whatever weapon he got. I mean, he does that anyways. Unless it was that sniper that he likes. Yeah. But besides that, he would just get mad. Right. He right. still carried though. Anyway. Okay. Back to some sports. Um, so, you know, with this whole quarantine thing, a lot of things are being canceled. You know, the MLB season, you know, there's talk they about the, that yet. Well, they're delaying it. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're canceling, okay. postponing a lot of stuff. One thing they're not is the NFL draft. They want to go through the, with this. Roger Goodell wants to steamroll through this, get it done. Um, so they're doing it through Zoom. Is it what do we Zoom? think about this? Yeah. I think that's the main way they're doing it. I don't know how many different meetings they'd need to be a part of. So yeah, like, I'm, I was about like, to say, there's going to be like a lot of different meetings going on. Right, because it's separate. If you're the GM of a team, you obviously need to talk to your guys, your head coach, right. your personnel. You also need to talk to, I guess, Roger Goodell or whoever gets right. the picks. Got to um, talk to the players you draft. Yeah. And then those people probably have to talk to reporters. And it's talking to teams if you want to trade with them. Like you have to contact teams that you trade with. It's a whole complicated thing. And another thing that I was thinking about with these draftees, uh, people like Joe Burrow and Tua, they're not getting like a normal NFL draft. Like we're not getting a graduation, right? right? They're not getting, you know, a draft. What do we think about that? I feel good over it. I think yeah. they probably accepted it by this point. That's true. But uh, one thing I heard about Zoom, um, there's actually been a lot of hacking, a lot of people hopping onto uh, different random meetings. Um, and the fear is, is that that could potentially happen with this draft. Some random guy from, I don't know, California, this 13-year-old kid has nothing better to do, hops on the phone with Ron Rivera. I mean, it's possible, That would right? be awesome. 
That, that's even yeah. more of a reason to go through with this draft. Yeah, I, I'm excited because it has the potential to be a complete disaster. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good reason to be excited. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's good that it's happening. I think that's exactly what the world needs right now. Yeah, I think the world kind of needs it, but um, a lot of GMs and scouts are kind of wary about doing it because they haven't really gotten the opportunity to talk with a lot of the players and really scout them. So I can understand why, you know, they might not want it to happen right I mean, away. But I don't, I don't understand why that's an because if that's an issue for you, you shouldn't be drafting them because you yeah, have yeah. like for Tua, for example, recently. And we'll get into this later, but a lot of people have been pulling back on Tua because they're realizing, hey, we haven't been able to work this guy out. Hey, mm-hmm. we haven't been able to see this guy up close recently, but. You, you have two years of tape of him at, uh, at Alabama. You have, like, all these other workouts that he's done online that he sent videos of. Like, it, for, like people said that the Johnny Manziel pro, pro day and, like, his workout with the team was perfect. Like, the best they'd ever seen from a quarterback. Yeah, they said the yeah. same things about Jamarcus Russell. You know who they said had a bad pro day? Teddy Bridgewater, who is now, like, a staple quarterback, hopefully – I don't know about that. But he's good, though. Like, he's a good quarterback. It's better than Johnny Manziel. Right. And better than Jamarcus Russell. So, if, if you can't make your decision with two years of film and these videos and you think a pro day or a workout is going to change that, you shouldn't be drafting these people. And you're not doing your job as a scout. Yeah. And I guess the one thing that I'd want as a GM is that interview with the player to make sure he's that guy that he's got the right attitude but i think they can sort of do that over zoom um so maybe that's not an issue i saw a video of like jerry jones talking to jalen hurts yeah you see that um but yeah this kind of has the potential to go haywire like what if a team has slow internet like they get what like eight minutes to make a pick what if like a team just i hope this entire draft just falls apart It'd be, be awesome. hilarious. It'd be and hilarious. Like, like, what's the broadcast going to look like? Because, I mean, we saw, like, the whole horse thing on ESPN. That was, yeah. that was well run. The, who, who's that whose internet was just, just uh, Trey Young? Just <laughs> kind of, like, disgusting internet. Yeah. I think it would just be, like, that, that 2K tournament, though. Okay. It'd just have, like, people's faces and then, like, Roger Goodell in the middle. Yeah. It'll Either be way, it will be as for sure. Yeah. Um, but in... Other NFL news, uh, Bill O'Brien, I think it was in a tweet, he was talking about why the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, And this is a quote. uh, He had three years left on his deal and he wanted a raise and we couldn't go that direction. We felt like we had an excellent excellent deal from Arizona. Um, But isn't he under contract? So he doesn't... Like, he doesn't get a need a raise. I think it's just Bill O'Brien trying to cover up an awful decision. It's what an awful, awful decision? trade. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bad trade, buddy. I mean, I can't see a situation in which Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins have a good relationship. Right. But you don't just trade away a player for nothing if, you know, you're on good terms. Right, but I'm... If there were problems internally, trading him 
makes sense. Like trading him in the vacuum of we need to get this player out of our organization, that makes sense. Trading him for uh, David Johnson, that's bad. Like no one yeah. knew they had problems. It's, it's not like the Texans started off their trading on low ground. Like yeah. he was putting it out there saying to the Cardinals, it, well, he should have been at least saying like, if you want him, I'm going to need like really something special. Because mm-hmm. you don't just give away DeAndre Hopkins for that. Unless like there's something that we don't know. Yeah. But I can't, I can't imagine what that would be. Like, it's not like he just has like two missing kneecaps and no one knows about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just bad um, negotiating. Yeah. And then the fact that they tried to replace him with Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Because, well, first of all, Brandon Cooks, I think he's a he's a really talented player. Like maybe a little bit of a one trick pony. He's just he's like very fast, but he's mm-hmm. a really good player. Seems to be a great kid, like a great personality. Um, but he went to the Patriots. No, he went. He was at the Saints. Mm-hmm. The Saints mm-hmm. had him for a little bit. Sean Payton says not working for me. Goes to the Patriots. Patriots say not working for me. Goes to the Rams, who are notorious for paying people early and making mm-hmm. like huge contracts for no reason. Mm-hmm. Goes to the Rams, doesn't get a lot done. So you'd think that even though he might be this great kid, and even though he's really fast and a decent receiver, if Sean Payton, Sean McVay, and Bill Belichick can't work with this kid, and they like something is wrong when they're trying to work with him, and they don't see the the reason to keep him in town. There's there's a reason behind it. If three fantastic coaches don't see a reason to keep him, then there's there has to be a solid like fundamental reason that they're not keeping him. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Randall Cobb bounce around a lot too. Right. Right. Of injuries and his. I mean, he's. It it just feels like they're grasping to compensate for this loss and they haven't succeeded yet. Yeah. And the Texans, I mean, they have Will Fuller, um, but I feel like he is a very similar player to Brandon cooks. And I just don't see this whole situation working out. It's definitely a downgrade. I feel like for the Texans, I really don't see them making much of a playoff run. I mean, they got Deshaun Watson who will always be good, but he really doesn't have a lot of help around him. I don't know. Bill O'Brien's got a lot of power. Like, there's no one stopping him. No one right. keeping him in line. And I, I've always tried to stand up for Bill O'Brien because he he always it always seems like like he's like a, at least a decent coach. Like he I, he's bad with like situational awareness, but he's a decent coach. Mm-hmm. But I I think like this. This is why people always like make fun of him because this is similar to a situational awareness where he's making stupid calls like in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And if this doesn't work out, I'm sure he's going to be gone next year. Oh yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so moving right along um, with this whole situation, um, if it doesn't get better by the time the NFL gets back, I mean, there's a chance that they end up playing games without fans. And imagine that 
you know, an empty stadium. How would that be like? What do you think? I don't know how NFL games without fans would work. Mm -hmm. Just because at that, like, where's the revenue coming from? Where are sponsors? Like, they're going to lose sponsors. They don't have any fans. They're going to lose, um, like, TV deals if they don't have any fans. So I'm just wondering where revenue comes from by that point. And also where they, like, and if they're not getting revenue, how are they paying for this? Was it worse than not playing at all? I'm sure they have to play, pay players and whatnot. Maybe. Right? Well, I just think if they play, they're going to play with, with fans. I, I don't think they'd go into the season and play without. Because the, um, like the Orioles, when the Orioles played, that mm-hmm. was like a one-off One incident. Right. That, okay. was, that wasn't because of something happening nation. That was like riots in the city that made it dangerous for that game. But it wasn't like this hit was a long time coming. That was kind of a one and done thing. And it was weird, but it, it wasn't like that would, that affected the rest of the season. Well, I, I know think. I know China right now is playing baseball games. I saw a video uh, in an empty stadium. And I know the MLB is sort of talking about playing games down in Arizona. I don't know if that'll end up working out. Um, and March Madness was going to be run without fans, but they ended up, the situation got worse, so they canceled the whole thing. So I think it's definitely in the cards. Um, I, I agree that it doesn't really make sense. I just don't see it being super... I mean, I don't want to say it won't be entertaining, but it'll definitely be different. I think the NFL is more fan-centric than, mo- than most other sports are. Like the NFL isn't as centered around fans as I think the NFL is. Mm-hmm. So I think that w- that's a difference in the two situations. And I, I do not see a situation in which the NFL plays the regular season without fans. I, maybe the preseason, I can see them playing without fans because no one goes to those anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think the NFL will start on time if they can't have their fans. Right. And how far can they push back? I mean, with something like baseball, you can't really push it back with, um, you know, the cold and winter. But with something like football, you do have the ability to push it back a few weeks if you know that the situation is still going to be sort of bad. But yeah, like if someone scores a touchdown, are we going to see touchdown celebrations? Like how awkward would that be? It'd be awesome. What are you talking (laughs) about? I think think if if they play without fans, that's a whole new way to, to celebrate like can you imagine like you know people do like the lambo leap and they jump into the plaza what if you just jump the fence or fence the wall get into the stands like just go up and down the stairs you know you could like that, yeah sure yeah, that's what i would do i'm sure you would cameron i mean you watch a lot of ultimate frisbee is there a lot of fans no for those games well it depends actually at, at like so New York has a really the New York Empire. Mm-hmm. They're a really really good team. So a lot of people go out to those, especially if they're playing like the DC Breeze, the Toronto Rush, right? Um, the big teams. Yeah, uh, the the big teams. So like those those bigger teams have pretty decent uh, attendance. Mm-hmm. But for like Detroit or yeah, um, yeah. like the, those. Like Detroit didn't have a win last year, 
Yikes. And like a lot of those those lower level teams don't really have too much fan turnout. Yeah. Well, they get but excited. They, they they do get excited. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there isn't too much celebrating. Like there aren't really goal celebrations in frisbee though. So that's that's, that's true. Yeah. Um. So we're seeing um moving on uh with Monday night football a lot of uncertainty, like. Yeah. With ESPN, um, obviously Jason Witten left to go play for the Cowboys and now the Raiders. John Gruden left to go f- to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, they got a lot of heat for Booger. You know, a lot of memes <laughs> came out of him. so weird. It was, was rough like, with him. For whatever reason, I think my, my dad always made fun of him because of his really poor breakdown of plays. <laughs> Like he would just kind of say stuff that was inherently obvious and not yeah. actually give insight into the play. Yeah. Um, and I know you got onto Twitter a little bit late, but during the season there was sort of this meme with him and it would be like him explaining something, but like something super obvious. Cause yeah. <laughs> it was, that's what he does. I, I didn't mind him. I thought I, he was friendly. I liked him. I liked his personality. Okay. Cameron. I mean, he's well, a good guy. He's a good commentator. Yeah. It's just, you just I don't know. sounded dumb sometimes. Yeah. But ESPN's kind of swung and missed with a lot of big guys. They tried to go yeah. and get Tony Romo. They offered him like the world and he said no and he stopped. That looked bad for them. That looked really bad for them. And then they went and tried to get Peyton Manning, offered him twenty million dollars. <laughs> I didn't know they made that much. That's more than like most players. That's insane. Um, he said yeah. no, and then they went yep. and they tried to trade for Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Yep, that didn't like, work. That's a thing you can trade broadcasters. Apparently, all right. I guess they have contracts. I guess. Wait, okay. This is kind of a kind of an aside. Um, can you you can can you trade coaches? I think so. I've I've heard about it. I've because a couple. I feel years, like you can. I a couple like years ago, I saw like a like a story. That the Redskins might try to trade for like Mike Tomlin. Interesting. But I, I've never seen it happen. I don't know why it doesn't happen more often. That'd be cool. It, it'd be cool, but I feel like it'd be really weird. I don't no. know. Trade Bill Belichick for Sean McVay. No. Or <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they tried and failed to trade for Al Michaels. Um, yep. And then they went and tried to get Drew Brees. And then he signed with. Um, NBC Saints. Oh well, well NBC he signed with the, the Saints, and then he's like, Saints. "Yeah, I think I prefer NBC." So after, after his career, career and like we don't even know if Drew Brees is good at commentating. Like, he has to be. I mean, right. Drew Brees is good at everything he does, but like right. we don't know, and they're already offering him this contract. We're pretty sure he's good, though. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. But um, ESPN's having some. Big problems, and I think their end goal is probably to get get a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, if you don't got good happen. good commentators, uh, it's not going to happen. And I saw they're sort of trying to get um, Curb Herbstreet and Chris Fowler, who do the the college football, right? Um, and I I know they didn't they weren't into that idea. Yeah, they I heard they're they definitely want to do college football, and they're sort of like weighing the options of whether they want to do both. But if they do both, that schedule would be. I wonder awful. if Monday Night Football would make them more money. I'm sure it would. 
if they really? do if they do both oh they do both yeah they're not giving up college football they they've said that who's that uh who's that oh what's it he does like every sports event ever like he does nfl and ncaa and i forget his name he's re- he's really exciting really like like very excited personality. Yeah. Very I don't know. Like distinct voice. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Dude. If if he if he went to ESPN and, and he like did their Monday Night Football, I I'd watch every game. Yeah. I mean I do already, but I'd 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 be really into that. Has Stephen A. Smith ever done oh color broadcast? I I would I'm not watching Stephen A. Smith do color commentary. Yeah, I feel like it'd be too much, but it definitely yeah. gets some attention. It, it'd be interesting. For sure. I, I think people with like predetermined biases like mine would just turn out immediately without giving him a chance. Yeah. Is, he I mean, is there anyone right now um, in the NFL that's playing who you're like, that dude's going to be an awesome broadcaster when he retires. I think Luke Keekley would be a commentator. Luke Keekley. That's right. an interesting one. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think Tom Brady has he, the ability to, uh, to commentate? No. No? I just don't get that feeling from him. Do you think he has a coaching career ahead of him? I don't. Yeah. I, th- I, 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 I don't think he can give up football. I think he's too invested yeah i don't, I don't know i he has he has his whole brand and whatnot i feel like he just focus on that side of his career I after think he's done maybe not coaching but he's certainly going to do something related to sports or football i'm sure he'd mentor like after his whatever. like after his playing career is over but speaking of tom brady look at that transition that, um, that was a nice transition i'll give you that so he, he had he, a uh, no, actually, that was yeah. yeah. Um, but he he wrote an article in the Players Tribune, um, and he also had an interview with Howard Stern, and he was talking about things. That was a that was a weird interview. Did you listen to that thing? <laughs> Not the whole thing. Oh my god, it was weird. Yeah, um, being a, a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, but he said some interesting things. Yeah. Uh, uh, one quote, I think he. This was from the Players' Tribune. He was talking about how can I keep maximizing what I do, put everything I can into it, make it the best I possibly can. Um, He sounds like he's super motivated. Um, He's physically as good as he's ever been, which I don't think that's true. You can't. How good was he? How good was he physically in the first place? Yeah, he didn't have very far to drop. That's very true. My guess Um, is he just means his arm. And yeah, he's always had a good arm. But one thing that I thought was kind of interesting, and I don't think it's it relates as perfectly as he made it sound. Um, he talked about uh, comparing his playing in his forties to music and painting. So he was like, "Well, people in their forties that are musicians, they don't just stop making music. Painters in their forties don't they don't stop painting." Yeah, that, it was. That's, it, that's was a it was. Different. It was definitely not exactly the same thing. Yeah, but to his credit, <laughs> but, you know, he puts yeah. the right food in his body. Uh, he yeah. trains well. 
Um, Good for him. I mean, honestly, like, when is he going to retire? Like, we could 45? see him, we could see him play. Like, fifty's not out of the question. I think that's, that's pushing it. That's, I think it is. But no one's gonna sign him if he keeps winning. If he keeps winning at fifty, then I think it. I don't know. I think it really depends on these next two years. I yeah. think if he does well, then you could see another two or three years in the tank. If he does I don't really see bad, 50 at all. That's not. If, if he does really bad, I did. There's not a chance. I don't. Even think. if he does like decent, I don't see him getting past forty-five. Yeah, I don't know. Because I I think the Bucks are bringing in a rookie QB in the next probably. If they don't draft one in in this year's draft, they're definitely getting one next year's draft. Just to, like yeah. sit behind Brady for a year or two. I think probably next year's the year for them to go out and get someone. Yeah. But did did you see his inner? He was talking. He was like, he was talking with Howard Stern about how in high school and college he used to like get high and like get drunk all the time. Did he actually? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Dude, he's a legend. He is a legend. He, he is said. The this is separate from the whole getting high and thing. Right. But he said that he knew that he was done with New England probably like around the like the beginning of the of this past season. Oh yeah, yeah. I I heard I heard something where it was like before the season even started. Yeah. That he knew. I so. mean I I think well it started, I think, um because there was an article that came out, um, like I think after the Eagles Super Bowl, it was maybe after the Eagles Super Bowl or the Rams Super. It was one of those two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and an article came out from someone in the New England organization where they said they were asked by like a reporter how big of a part did Brady play in this, yeah. and that staff member said, "I think we could have won with any quarterback." Or it was something along those lines, and I think, I think that opened the door for him to be like, "All right, that's not exactly what I was looking for." Yeah. And then Belichick kept like treating him like he was nothing, and I think after all these things built up, it was like, it makes sense to me that by the beginning of this past season, he was like, "I can't do this anymore." Say they somehow win the Super Bowl last season. Do you think he stays? I don't see a situation where he leaves after winning the Super Bowl. I, I see him doing it because after it will it it would have changed. I think because if if after that Super Bowl, after if like hypothetically if they win, um, and then Brady gets the contract he was looking for, and like he wins the Super Bowl, and Belichick finally says like yes, like you are an important part of our franchise. I think that changes things, mm-hmm. especially if none of them know that he, like Brady's having these doubts. And like, hey, this is genuinely coming from like a place of, hey, we're going to, we need you. Yeah. But I think, I, I don't see, even if they do win the Super Bowl, I still don't see Brady getting that tra- like the perfect contract he wanted or Belichick saying, hey, like you mean a lot to this team. In, in which case, he still feels underappreciated. Which is crazy. Belichick's never been known for his warmth. No, not really. Did you yeah, see? I th- I th- go ahead. With, with Belichick's 
uh, son on the sideline. I thought it was so funny because he was always just angry. Dude, his son looks exactly like him. I'm hip. I am so hip to that. Yep. Um, so we talked about a little, a little bit about the draft. Um, but the Tua situation has really picked up uh, in recent days. A lot of speculation. Um, the Dolphins sort of becoming less interested. There have been which, a lot of teams that have been – not a lot, but they're like all the teams that were mainly in the running for him have started to pull back, and his stock is dropping. Mm-hmm. Like It seems like almost out of nowhere. And the Dolphins seem very interested in Joe Burrow instead. And honestly, they have the picks to make it happen if they – want to they have so many i don't think it would be the right move for them because they could really build a nice young team and still get Tua. but you know if joe burrow's their guy they can make it happen right i think if they see something good in joe burrow because if joe burrow goes to a good like solid franchise he will play well like he will Mm -hmm. be a very good starter um and I, I think if he goes to the Dolphins, that's definitely a, a like a really good landing spot for him. Yeah. And I think after the free agency they've had, they can they can give up a few a few draft picks and still still be fine because they have a lot of like early picks in the next few drafts, right? Like in this year's draft and next year's draft. So if if they feel like Burrow is their guy and he can change their franchise. I wouldn't fault them too much for going after him. Yeah, no, but no, I, no. I think Tua, Tua's the better prospect. So I don't understand why you'd give up all these draft picks and get a what seems to be less talented prospect. Yeah, I totally agree. And another interesting thing there was a report that said some of the Bengals people actually like Justin Herbert. As a quarterback, Justin I don't know. Good. He's like good. He's, he's very raw, as is, like, I feel like, Jordan Love. And I'm a little biased because I only saw, like, one of his games, and it was probably his worst game. I think it was against <laughs> um, Arizona State. But he threw, like, two interceptions in, like, ten minutes. And it was just That's like – I was like, this guy's a first-rounder? Yeah. I'm sure he's a lot better than that. Probably. But if you're comparing like Joe Burrow to Justin Herbert and who you want to be your guy, I mean, Burrow's coming off, you know, the best season in college football history. Um, but I mean, if, if you're the Bengals, their fans would be so mad. Yeah. I mean, they've been through so much. But if you're the Bengals and you like Justin Herbert and the Dolphins are offering you the world, they might Self- take it. Selfishly, as a non-Bengals fan, I'd, I'd rather see Burrow uh, go to a solid landing spot than Justin Herbert. No offense, Justin Herbert. I just I see I think Burrow would have a better career. So if it's like mm-hmm. one or the other, I'd rather see Burrow do well. Because um, yeah. I don't think anyone who goes to the Bengals this year will have a solid career. I think there's a chance. Oh. There's always a chance. It, there is. There is always a chance. It's like going to the Redskins, right? No. That'd be I think it'd be better if they went to the Redskins. 
That is the last time you're ever going to hear that. Wow. That's really surprising, actually. Well, I guess they've gotten rid of everyone pretty much, so. Yeah. They did an an entire front office flip. So I think think you guys are off to a good start. Yeah. Um, As a Patriots fan, though, do you think the Pats have a chance? Do you think? I don't think they have... He's okay. Well, two is definitely not making it to twenty third. <laughs> well, that, okay, <laughs> that's not happening. So, I think I don't think the Patriots have the picks to trade. Yeah, that's probably true. Unless they trade like some of their actual players, probably. And but why I don't would know, they, why would they do that? I don't know who they have that's worth it to get Tua. Yeah, I mean, you know better than me. I mean. They have a they have a solid defense. Right, I mean, they yeah. lost Kyle Van Noy and a few. Yeah, like, few but still, they have probably one of the. They, they have a, they have a solid defense. Yeah. Um. But if they give up those defensive players, that now they have a subpar defense. Yeah. And they still don't have any offensive weapons for receivers. So you, it means it's Tua going to the Patriots, assuming they get this trade off. It's Tua going to the Patriots without any weapons and without a, like a solid defense that he can sit behind that will help him like get through games, and it means he's also sitting like starting immediately, probably if not like they're not going to sit him for a year behind Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. So he's starting immediately, which means he doesn't get like that that year to acclimate. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't I, think the I, I Patriots. Like it. I don't think I the Patriots like in a great spot. I think the Patriots are just gonna are just gonna put their heads down and grind through a seven and nine season this year. Yeah, but I think that's it. sort of rough for them because if they go seven and nine, they're not gonna be lined up for that. You know, one through five pick to take your franchise quarterback. They're probably gonna sit around ten on ten or eleven, and Dude. not a lot of great quarterbacks fall to ten and eleven. It seems like people like Stidham. From what I've read, it seems like like he's got a good arm and like people actually like people are liking Stidham. I don't I mean, know if that's just the, the Patriots doing the classic, yeah, we love our guys and everyone here is good. Or if it's like but it seems genuine from what I've read. Well, if if Brian Hoyer is your alternative, I don't Brian, see uh, dude, any any I other option. Like He's signed with the Patriots like six different times. Dude. I think it's awesome. He's the <laughs> of man. course you think he's awesome. He's awesome. All right. The greatest backup quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. The Lou Williams of the NFL. Right. Good comparison. Thank it's you. actually an awful comparison. Max, shut up. Um, so nothing much is happening in sports. Um, Agreed. But we saw, it was, was it last night? The, the horse game? I think the quarterfinals. Wait, the quarterfinals last night? I don't know. We'll, we'll say it was last night. Okay. Um, but we saw the horse game with uh, some Zach, NBA players. Zach Levine with the upset, I feel. With some uh, former NBA players, some WNBA players. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I thought that... Uh, What's his face? Trey Young. If his if his internet is is any indicator for 
for how the sports world is able to do FaceTime yeah. or Zoom, then this NFL draft is going to go poorly. Yeah. But I well, mean, it was, it, it's something. I, I like the, 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 um, the concept and like the sentiment behind it. Yeah. I think it's what the world needs. Same with the uh, 2K tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see Mike Conley's gym? No. He had like a full out gym. I guess in his house. Really? I know Shaq has that. Yeah. And then you compare it to Trey Young and it's like night and day. Yeah. Dude, Paul Pierce like apparently like lives in a castle in Italy. <laughs> Insane. Did you see that thing? No. It's like has this like it's like insane backyard like, like overlooks like rolling hills. Yeah. And he has like this like marble pool. Jeez. It's insane. Yeah, I saw a tweet, it was like Paul Pierce was born to be a retired NBA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, um, didn't Paul Pierce get upset by uh, Zach Levine? Probably. I think he did. Probably. Either way, I think Zach Levine winning is, uh, is an upset. Well, he is pretty athletic. Yeah. But, He's got I the mean, dunk contest. Yeah, but you weren't allowed to dunk. So. Well, Sure. So like I, I always figured he was a bit of a one trick pony, but he was hitting some like some pretty deep shots. Yeah. I mean who would who who would be Who's the that? favorite there? Chris Paul? Well, I just figured Trey Young would pull out some insane shots. That's true. But they were missing a lot of shots too. Like if you go to an NBA game, even in warm ups, well, they're hitting everything. Yeah, well they probably haven't, you know, actually like Well that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like shot and like stayed on there at like really intense schedule for a while yeah well after watching this like is the nba season ever going to happen i hope not because even after, if they, after watching that, yeah that even was, if things get better scary they're gonna have to have like a couple weeks where they're like dude you got to start making some shots <laughs> i just i can't wait for the nba finals to be to end like to like game seven to end like 30 to 25 yeah 58 60 <laughs> Oof, that'd be rough That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, we saw some. That. We saw some big football news today. It was, it was sure pretty did. good timing for this. It was podcast. great timing because we were we were trying to uh, finish up our our topics for the day. Right. And and we got this this ESPN notification: Christian McCaffrey to become highest paid running back in NFL history. Signs a four year extension, sixteen million per year. The dude earned secured, it. Yeah, he did. He's so good. Yeah. He's like, I, I was watching like a highlight reel of him. He's like, he had, he, he's a, he has more like receiving yards and receptions than like most of the receivers in the league while also like having an insane amount of yards from scrimmage. Like, hand yeah, hands. dude, I had him on my fantasy team last year. He was a cheat code. He oh was actually my gosh. It was like 30 points at least a week. He's probably the most dynamic player in this, in this league. For sure. And I, I, I think he, he will go down. If he keeps this up, he will go down as one of the best running backs in NFL history. I think so. He's so good. I mean, he's got to be, by the end of his career, up there in total scrimmage yards like ever. Right. I, usually in, like, in the NBA – and the MLB, you can see one player really change a franchise, and and one player can 
especially in the NBA, one player can really carry a team. Like you saw that with LeBron James on the Cavs in that yeah. last year that he was with them. But you rarely ever see that in the NFL. Like usually you need if your franchise is if your team is really bad, you need at least like seven or eight guys coming in to really change it. Christian McCaffrey is one of the very rare instances in which I've ever seen someone, one player, carry an entire NFL team. And he did. Well he's insane. He, he carried them, but I mean the Panthers didn't do great. No, but he I, I think Without Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers go like three and thirteen. Well, there's that, yeah. I, I, I could see that. I mean, you mentioned uh baseball as something where a player can carry. I don't really see that because Well, but no, but he can change a franchise. Right, right. But you you mentioned in like the NBA and uh MLB how one player can change that. I don't see that. I mean, have you watched Mike Trout's career at all? <laughs> the I don't watch a lot of Angels games. I know Mike Trout's really good. The dude's the best player in the league. They've made the playoffs once in his whole career. Well, Mike Trout since like 2012. Right, but you there. I mean, it's not just about being really good. There's a certain leadership to it, also. Mike Trout is the he's a huge leader. What are you talking about? I I don't watch Mike Trout. I don't know that. Well, you should you should start watching. What about Mike Trout makes him a leader? Have you ever just? seen his interviews or he's just a stand-up dude that's different being a leader though okay i mean if you want to talk about leaders on the angels you got albert pujos he's a leader he's yeah no he's a leader and that that doesn't carry them no but i'm excited for the angels they got they got tony but okay but think about like this how bad would the angels be without mike trout awful right so he's he's carrying them maybe not to the playoffs but he's not like at least they're not like in complete desolation well there's a whole stat for that cameron wins above replacement mike trout's probably like he adds about like nine wins no he doesn't yeah there's no, there, there's, a, there's a whole staff for he that wins above replacement nine. no i know i'm saying what do you think what do you i know it's a war i know that what do you think mike trout's mike trout's war is you want me to check yeah, I can check. Okay, check it. Do it, dude. Bro, do it. What, what were you thinking? What was your prediction? I thought it'd be, I mean, I don't know what, I, I don't know like what a baseline is. Like, I don't know what a good, like, like, like what, what's the average war of the MLB? The average war. Yeah. Well, you'd think it'd be like zero, right? For an average player. Okay. You could have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you? Like, like yeah. if you're off the team, they do better. If you're that's yeah. so sad. Like if you hit like <laughs> imagine having a negative war. If you if you hit like a buck fifty, like Chris Davis, I mean he's gonna have a negative Chris, war. Wasn't he good though? Yeah, he hit like fifty home runs a year, and then he signed a big deal, and then went haywire. Yeah. Mike Trout has a war of, or last year he had a war of eight point six. In his total career, good job. Seventy three point four. He's added seventy three wins to the Angels. I and how long has the career been? Since 20, well, he came up in 2011, but his crew really started in 2012. Okay. I so like good. He's good. Something like, like that, like caring doesn't necessarily mean like you take them to the playoffs every year. Like it's, it could be like you're taking them out of desolation. 
sure. Okay. I think we were saying the same thing. I think we were saying the same thing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. You want to talk about uh, Stanford a little bit? I mean, this this was something interesting I saw that yeah. Stanford landed the number six player in the ESPN Top 100, which is their which is the highest ranked recruit they've gotten in the era of the ESPN Top 100. Yeah. Well, didn't McCaffrey and, go to Stanford? Yeah, it's for basketball though. Oh, it's for basketball. Yeah. Nice. For football, it's the top 300. But for basketball, I mean, Stanford's decent sometimes, but they're not like an insane program. Yeah. Well, who's the guy that uh, that went to Memphis? What the guy who went to Memphis? I know the, the, the Kenny number Hardaway one coaches there. The number and, one. Uh, like overall player last year. Last year. Was it last oh, year? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you went there because of Penny Hardaway, though. Yeah. yeah. But, like, they're not usually great. They're, they're decent, though. They're, they're decent, but they're not, I mean, like, John Duke there, or Kansas. Yeah, right. Um, but then he had all those issues with recruiting, so it didn't even matter. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it – Catches your eye. It's not something that usually happens. I mean, we usually yeah. see Duke. Grab I, I, I mean, guys. I just wonder, like, what, like, what set Stanford apart? From I mean, they got some good academics. <laughs> I, I guess if he's rating academics. I mean, or if they offered him like something insane. I well, can you? I don't know. You can't do that. Well, I, you can offer a full ride, but like most of those kids in the top fifteen are. They're getting full, getting rides. full rides, Cameron. Yeah. Because, I mean, with the I just whole wonder, recruiting rules, you can't offer them money or anything. Right. So, I mean, what do you look for in a college? Right? Maybe he right, just... Right. Well, I look... Right. But I'm, I'm not the number six player in the country. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's always just about who's got the best... Yeah. I mean, maybe he's a genius. ...chance of winning and whatnot. You really want to look at a, a whole school. I mean, you're going to be living there for the next... Well, not necessarily the next four years, but... For him, for, probably for next normal one people. Year. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's more than just about who's who's the best team. It's just the best. And, and Stanford's always a school that's like, you know, very popular. People want well, to go there. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful campus, and they have fantastic academics. And mm-hmm. if he's really into academics, then and, it makes sense that he would and they have a decent program. I mean, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I just wonder if if academics was enough to like push that over the edge. Cause I'm, I'm sure at that point, wasn't. like like at that point, if, if academics is important to you, you can always go to Duke or UCLA or like those, like there are still really smart schools that um, they have fast, like good basketball programs. Also, do you know where he's from? Cause he could be from around that area too. Could be a California. I think he's from California, but so, I know you, like UCLA was also recruiting him really hard. Okay. Yeah. So that probably had some uh, yeah. influence on him. Um, you wanna, and the number one player still hasn't signed yet. That's so interesting. That is, I know he's, he's signing on the 17th, I believe. Really? Yeah. But she was late. Four days. It's close. All right, we want to we wanna talk about some, uh, some let's, recommendations. Let's transition to the, uh, the weekly quarantine to-do list. Yes. I'm sure all of you guys are following our uh, our recommendations to it closely, closely. 
for sure. For those of you who aren't, why do you even come listen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please listen. Um, <laughs> uh, so my, my listening recommendations this week are Mandolin Orange, which is this like cool acoustic uh, band. They do a lot of like, like it's not, it's not country. It's not, it's just like a chill acoustic music. Cameron doesn't like country. I don't like country. Oh, I don't like, I don't like this, like the stadium brand country, like the Keith Urban stuff. But I, I don't like, like the stuff that's real, I, I like. Okay. Like Keith Urban is, it's all, it's all fake. Well, that's kind of what country music is nowadays. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't like this new You don't style like country. new country music. It's not right. you don't like fake country music. But this new country music is fake. To you. In general. They're writing songs for like these working class Americans while they're wearing like $3,000 boots. And like they're acting like they live on ranches and like drive red beat up pickup trucks when they drive Cadillacs. Maybe they do, Cam. But they don't. Like they're they're writing these songs about like, about being a farmhand and like falling in love with this country girl in the middle of nowhere from like a private jet. That's true, but it, it appeals to those people. Right, but it's, but it's not genuine. Okay. And that, that's the part that bothers me. Okay, Cameron. Go ahead with your, uh, After your that, next pick. Uh, there, we got Harry Mack. And I found this guy on a video where he was freestyling for Joey Badass. And it was, uh, it was on like 106 FM, that, that hip-hop radio station. And he started off and he was just freestyling and Joey Badass would like throw words at him and he would, he would have these, just like use those words to yeah. make bars. And then like Joey Badass started like getting like, like doing really intense words, like, like assimilation. And he was still getting in there and like dropping that word in there. Um, so I think freestyling is like his main thing. Cause I also saw him do a video with Kendrick Lamar where he was doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I know he really like he has a really big YouTube uh, channel, and he'll like he'll just freestyle, and his freestyles are insane. But I looked him up on Spotify just to see if he actually has any like recorded music that he writes, and he does, and he has a fantastic voice um, for rap. I don't know, I've never heard him sing, so I don't know if he has a good singing voice. Um, but I love him, and he's very intellectual. Like he's obviously a very smart person and that is reflected in his music. Yeah. I mean, freestyling, uh, that takes it's talent. Intense. It is like to watch him, like you, you can see his brain working like while he's doing it. Like, yeah. His eyes are fluttering back and forth while he's doing it. Like you can see him really work at it. And he, he it's like impressive rhymes too. Like he'll like, it's not just like him going at this speed and like staying slow. Like he'll like switch the flow and get fast and then get slow and then like have drawn out words and, that's cool. Um, sure. And then Jimmy Tense is, is my last recommendation. Uh, he is this relatively underground rapper as well. Um, it's, it's just a very catchy uh, rapper. He has a song, Landslide, that I, I can listen to for hours on end. Um, 
but he has a lot of other fantastic songs like Should Have Called or uh, 500 Days Off. Just, just a good, good uh, artist. Nice. Uh, I have a couple. Uh, my first one's All Black. He's a rapper. Um, you know, he's a good rapper. He's got good beats. I don't have much to say about him. I just really like him. A couple of good songs. Uh, my favorites are Change the Gloves and Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Sure. Great name right there, by the way. It's creative. And then uh, my, sep- my second pick, someone to lift your spirits during this tough time. Um, everyone loves Taylor Swift. She's fine. Cameron loves Taylor Swift. Uh, I, she's fine. She's fine. Um, but that's my second recommendation to sort of lift your spirits during this, uh, this tough time. Uh, for our, our viewing rep- uh, recommendations, I've got Catch Me If You Can, which is that it's uh, has Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Tom it has, Hanks. Uh, Tom, it has Tom Hanks. His dad is Christopher Walken. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad is Christopher Walken. Yeah. Good cast. Oh, it has, oh, what's her name? That girl from the from the Muppets movie. <laughs> How'd you get that <laughs> reference? You <laughs> recognize her if you saw it. She's like really, really young. I'm sure I would. Probably not from the Muppets movie. Well, that's where I know. Have you never seen the Muppets movie, Max? I'm sure I have, but I not recently. All right. I'm adding this to my list now. Okay. Go watch the Muppets movie. Isn't there that one song that you really enjoy from that movie? Am I a man or a Muppet? I know the words that song by heart I have for years. Yeah. I, I like to, my friend Gil and I sing it a lot. We, we harmonize. Yes. You, you've played yeah. that song several times for me. It's a, dude, it's touching. Sure. Um, so my recommendations, first one got some, uh, some Oscar love. I, th- I don't know if they won anything, but they were definitely nominated for some stuff. Marriage Story. Um, it's a Netflix with, uh, original. Darth Vader, guy. Darth Vader guy. First of all, it's Kylo Ren. Uh, all right. Same Adam Driver. I thought that was the girl. What? What's the girl's name? Ray? Oh, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, didn't, oh I, only saw the, I only saw the seventh one. I didn't see it or not. Sorry. Really? No, but you're right. You need, you need to go. You have all this time. You should go watch them. I've never heard. I, I've never heard like an enticing review of that. Like I've never heard anyone it's, tell me okay. you should go watch that. But the reviews are from like Star Wars super fans. No, the reviews like, are from like people at our lunch table. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like when people review these Star Wars movies, they have their mind made up before the movie of what they want to happen. And they see the movie and they're like, this is awful. But I've, I've I've never heard like, like they're fine. Like I don't yeah, have a problem like, with them. People tell me like I usually don't either. But I've I've never like. No one's ever like told me you have like you should go see this movie. Yeah, but I feel like, like how is Star Wars? They'll be like yeah, it was fine. Yeah, but I feel like Star Wars is the type of movie you sort of need to stay like culturally like aware. Yeah, but no one ever right? references seven, eight, or nine. People just reference one through six. It's really only four through six, and one through three are just to make fun of them or for memes. Anyways, um, <laughs> Marriage Story <laughs> is great. Um, Adam Driver is a great it's, actor. He is. It's also got Scarlett Johansson, who is amazing. Um, my next is The Pianist, also on Netflix. It's about a Jewish family during the Holocaust and how they sort of survived. The main character is a pianist. 
and he's he's pretty good. He's a pretty good. He's good player. at piano. He is. Is that important to the plot? It's a very yes, it's very important to the plot, but it's a very slow moving film. Oh god! But at the end, you're just like, this was nice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> is that what you were like? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would love this movie because it's so slow. Okay. But I like it, it. You are Jewish. I am. Yeah, I can connect to my heritage. Yes. Um, yeah. And my last is a TV show on HBO, Secession. I just started watching this and it's fantastic. I hear it's, a lot of good things about this. It's show. about this um, maybe billionaire, definitely millionaire family um, where the dad runs a con- company and his kids are kind of all trying to take control and that sort of, that whole situation. Um, it's very entertaining. I've heard people people like are really into this show. Yeah, I mean the IMDb score is like close to a nine, which you never see. Well, I I don't review IMDb scores that closely. I'll take your word for it, though. I can tell. I never seen I, I hear Star Wars. I've seen one through seven. I'm I'm kidding, Cameron. It sounds like you're really into this. Yeah, I am. Well, I, I know another HBO show that that a lot of people love is Barry. And I've been meaning to watch that. Yes, the Bill Hader. Yes. Yeah. That that would be a good. Although one. apparently it's not like a comedy. It's like a. I've seen like, like an commercials show. for it. It seems like a half and half sort of deal. I think it's like, like a, it's, it's funny, it's but more like a it's like a dramedy, like a dark comedy. Yeah. 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 I could see that. You, you know, it. I've I've been doing it recently. I've been doing a lot of ping pong trick shots recently, you and those been? are those are really satisfying to to like to work at it and then finally make it. I don't use a hydro flask because I don't have a hydro flask. I just use like a like a like one of those like solo cups, but it's still fun. Yeah, have you have you posted it on uh, TikTok, Cameron? No, I don't think I'll get enough. You could I, you could become famous. I think I'm too late to the party though, because people have seen so, like such amazing stuff by this point. Like it's literally just like me like throwing it across my kitchen and making it. Like there's no flair to it. Yeah, we we should um once this whole quarantine thing's done, we should step it up and do like some frisbee trick shots. We should. I have one where I made it from my driveway for basketball hoop. Which ping pong? No, no, it was a it was a frisbee. Okay, I, I was gonna no say there's no way you can throw it that far. Yeah. Yeah, I think wait, I I want to start like a like a separate web series. And by web series, I just mean TikTok series or something along those lines. Like just Snapchat story, even. Okay. Right, I learn a new skill every day. But it would be like do it. Be like it'd be like ironic, like it, it wouldn't genuinely be a new like. I'm not going to give anything away, obviously. Right. Artistic. I don't want like my my intellectual property being stolen. Of course. By someone listening. Yeah. Look at you, Max. Max, you yes, actually you I'm can, gonna steal. You can join me if you if you want. All right. Tell I, me I, I'm intrigued. Okay. Well, after we're we're done recording, I'll I'll explain it to you. Okay. And then maybe on the next podcast we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. We learned a new skill on air. How about that? I like that idea actually. <laughs> we'll we'll learn a new skill. You know what I'm trying to do? I've been trying to learn the words to never by Jin. Is this your idea of a skill? No. Okay. You know what a a skill would be? 
that fast part to uh oh to that, to that song. yeah i think we have to to, no i think we we need to like you know like start off slow by by learning rap god and then we could work we could work our way up to the godzilla part okay that's that would like, be that would be a skill that if you can drop that that's insane i mean rap god's pretty difficult too right but the rap god thing it's like it's like a it's like a 15 second part of the song it's he's he goes really fast for like 15 seconds that's like true. in godzilla he goes fast for like 45 seconds okay i think he goes faster than godzilla too yeah for sure well um i think that about wraps it up Thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us on the third episode of the Field Guys podcast. Yes, make sure to go follow our social media and on all platforms. Subscribe to our podcast on all platforms and leave some amazing reviews. That would be lovely. And Um, feel free to send in questions. We love answering questions on. And yeah, we didn't do questions this time, but we'll definitely do some questions the next time. We love to hear from you guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love you all. See you later.